こんにちは、こんばんは。おはようございます。Welcome to the Copcast. はじめまして。I've been playing a lot of Persona 5 recently. Great game. It's actually one of my favorite games. And I must say, it's one of my favorite games because of the fact that it points out loose threads in the fabric of society. Not only that, but the game often finds very personal resolutions to these problems. And I want to discuss one of those problems today,、um, problem being Hikikomori.、Uh, to cut a long story short, Hikikomori is a total withdrawal from society by seeking extreme degrees of isolation and solitary confinement. This phenomenon is somewhat similar to the hermits living in the deserts in Egypt, although. I would say the reason for the isolation can be vastly, vastly different. I'm not a therapist or a psychologist or a doctor by any means, but I do feel that many people that choose a hermetic monastic life are doing so because they want to feel alone with God and spend their days in prayers and reflection. To me, Hikikomori as a concept, as an idea, seems to be triggered by some sort of negative force. Possibly an immense amount of stress placed on them by society, restrictions, or some form of trauma. But what I do know is that hikikomori is something that may not be a choice, unlike monasticism. These hikikomori can feel as though they're trapped or imprisoned by society. And this brings me on to Persona 5. Great game, by the way. You guys should buy it and play it. It's such a good game. The game focuses on themes of being enslaved, imprisoned, and overall oppression by a corrupt and unjust world. The characters can't live with the system, yet they can't live without it. One of your eventual party members, Futaba Sakura, is technically a hikikomori. She became a hikikomori after her mother's death, and she felt very guilty. She was blamed by her own family for her mother's death, and she was labeled as a weird. People thought she was odd because of her hobbies, or the fact that she was a quiet girl who didn't know how to properly respond to all of this slander against her. And honestly, I relate to her a lot because I lived that life for a short while. Yeah, to a lesser degree. After my father departed, I didn't quite understand it at the time, but I just wanted to avoid everyone. I wasn't the same outgoing, happy child that I once was. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't blaming myself for my dad's passing like Futaba, but I just wanted to avoid everything. And everyone. And I focused on improving myself spiritually and academically. But it got to a point in which I felt, what was the point? So I sort of relapsed more than 15 years later, working in a job that doesn't pay well, where I got humiliated by management and colleagues on a daily basis. And that made me want to ignore this world and live as a neat or a hikikomori. And I think honestly, what prevented me from going full hikikomori was the fact that I had responsibilities financially. Oddly enough, many hikikomori rely on their parents and they often live off their parents' pension and other welfare systems. In fact, one hikikomori in Japan didn't declare his father's death so that he would continue receiving his state pension payments. And it's incredibly sad when you have to hear about it like that. Thankfully, I'm no longer in that position, but I wanted to discuss it here to hopefully inform. You guys, about this issue, and to encourage any hikikomori who are listening and, and those who are out there. Although hikikomori can be depressed, they feel incredibly alone and may not want to talk to people, and they may not want people to even notice them. But that's not always the case. From what I've seen, there's an incredible amount of pressure from the world to be a functioning member of society, especially in Japan, but I 
think a lot of Coptic people and a lot of Egyptians and Sudanese people can relate to this a lot. Pressures from society, going to work, earning money, getting married, starting a family, having kids, growing old, dying. When I was considering becoming a hikikomori, I was sick of my job. And although my family is incredibly supportive and helpful, I was always afraid of what the greater society thought, especially the Coptic community that would think, why is a grown man with a degree stacking shelves, doing podcasts, seemingly wasting his life? I'll tell you a story. When I graduated uni, I was still working for this company. I was working in retail and my friends decided to visit me at work. And honestly, it was great. You know, they wanted to see me. They wanted to say hello. But in my mind, I felt ashamed. I felt as though I did something wrong, if that makes sense. I wasn't proud of what I was doing, which is wrong. I shouldn't have felt like that. But I don't know. I, I think in a way I was applying Coptic society or the greater Coptic society to my own life, to my own friends, which they don't think like that. Only I was thinking like that. It got to me. I started to think about the bleak future. How am I going to get married? Right? No one's going to marry someone that's not a doctor or an architect or an engineer or a lawyer. You know, who's going to want to spend their life with an anime fan? Ugh, anime. Ugh. And then it evolved into, well, if I don't get married, I'm going to die alone without a trace and no one's going to even remember my existence. And then I started to think, well, you know what? I should get a cat. And then I realized, well, if I get a cat and I die, the cat will probably eat me and you know what either way i will die alone that's just how it is and in that case also without a trace that in combination of being on furlough during the pandemic made me consider leaving it all living waiting to die it's horrible it's a horrible feeling i was incredibly lonely even though i was surrounded by people i didn't speak to my family for days or even weeks at a time and even though i wasn't lonely in that sense i felt i was isolated by force because of my circumstances. And even though I was the one that was doing that to myself, no one was doing that to me, I was doing it to myself. And I'll tell you the thing that took me out of that. Oddly enough, it was interactions with friends on the internet, speaking about my hobbies and my interests with like-minded people who cared. But equally speaking to people who didn't know me or didn't care about my links to any society or community. And here's a story time with Bish. I'm incredibly proud to tell you guys a story. During my hikikomori phase, during the pandemic, my sleep schedule was really, really messed up. I'd sleep during the day, watch TV, eat, exercise. I wasn't really exercising, but you know, sometimes, you know, you, you walk in your garden during COVID. I remember that. When you walk in your garden to get a little bit of exercise. Most of the time I was playing games and watching anime at nighttime. Let's be real. I even tried watching long running series like Fairy Tale and One Piece. And you know what? That's how you know someone's depressed when they're watching One Piece voluntarily. No, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I know that there's a lot of people that love One Piece. But yeah, I decided to get more active with the podcast and especially this one, writing scripts and speaking to random weirdos online. Love doing that. Seriously, I love speaking to random people online. Online, especially Coptic people from other countries to see the problems of Copts and to see if they're the same here compared to Canada or Germany or the US or Kuala Lumpur for example. Anyway I came across a guy randomly he actually followed me first and I went to check through this guy's Instagram and decided cool I'm gonna have a conversation with him. He's a Coptic man living in the United States and we discussed the Bible amongst other things, marriage, sins, and had a feeling that this guy wasn't what he seemed. He had a very spiritual mindset and he refused to give me his name. So I was like, in my head, I was like, this guy is totally a priest, okay? From the get-go, I had a feeling this guy's a priest. Then all the Coptic talk ended, right? 
and I asked him about his personal life. I found out that this guy has a lot of the same interests as me, anime, gaming, comics, and I was like, there's no way this guy's a priest. So I thought this guy initially was a priest because of all the spiritual talk, all the Coptic talk as I like to call it. And then as soon as he told me he watched Dragon Ball, I was like, what priest watches Dragon Ball? What priest watches Gundam? You know, the convo was winding down for the day. And then this guy said, Bishoy, I'm going to tell you a secret, but before I do, don't change the way that you talk. Never change the way that you talk. And after agreeing with the guy, he revealed that he was a young priest from the United States of America. So I was right. I figured out that this guy was an abuna, and he is. Yeah. And it was this conversation with the anime abuna. Um, that's what I'm going to call him, the anime abuna, right? We've got abuna Gary, and we've got the anime abuna. But the conversation with the anime abuna gave me hope. I didn't tell abuna about any of my problems. He didn't know what I was going through. He didn't know anything much about me. But after speaking to him, I realized I'm not alone. There are other people with my interests and possibly even the similar sort of circumstances with work who are still members of the Coptic society, still members of the community, still functioning members of the community. In fact, I was shocked that a fan of comics and anime was a priest. That blew my mind. It goes to show that when push comes to shove, I shouldn't be worried about the future because Abuna was living his best life, right? Although, I'll be real with you, Abuna doesn't get to watch many anime anymore because he does Abuna stuff, he does priest stuff. So please Fs in the chat for uh, anime Abuna. So what do I recommend to those who are like Hikikomori? I'd say assess your situation. Try and understand what's making you isolated from the world. Try and find a solution step by step. But more importantly, never give up because I didn't know what to do. And it was only a seemingly random occurrence that saved me from being a Hikikomori that saved me from that life of isolation. And chances of me speaking to anime Abuna is one in a billion, right? So I feel as though God has brought me this interaction with anime Abuna to help me to sort of understand that my fear was unjustified and that with God, I have nothing to fear and that he was helping me even though I wasn't asking him or even thinking of him during that time. So if God's willing to do that for me, I'm 100% sure that he's willing to do that for every one of us. And wow. That episode took a lot of twists and turns. I didn't even want to talk about Anime Abuna this episode, but you know what? I was actually going to leave it for another episode, but it really works here. It really does work. That being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because I loved making it. It's really nice to be back, especially with this new equipment. You can probably hear my voice is even more awesome. Does that make sense? Yeah, but the voice is a lot crisper. That I don't know if that is a word, but you know what I mean. I'm using a new microphone. It's Australian, by the way. Road. But yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and as always, love you, bye.